Good morning, Orlando. Wednesday morning at 6 o'clock. Glad you're up with us bright and early for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning Centra Care sees a record number of Central Florida flu cases and nine face charges in the hazing death of an FSU pledge. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And we'll dive into the findings of President Trump's physical which yields the worst possible news for Trump haters. Next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Wednesday morning. It's 6.02 on News Radio 102.5. This year's deadly flu season continues to claim lives across the country, and it has set records here in Central Florida. A doctor with CentraCare said the staff treated a never-before-seen number of patients in the Orlando area. Doctors treated 874 people just last week compared with 587 patients the week before. The previous record, 842 patients in one week, was set back in 2015. Flu activity is on the rise throughout the United States and in Florida. Seven children died just last week. Health officials say that though the flu vaccine is not 100% effective, it's still the best prevention method, particularly for those at high risk, and that includes children under five years of age, pregnant women, people 65 and older, and those with chronic conditions such as asthma. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Suddenly seems like everybody is getting the flu, and I've been reading that there are new um, strains of the flu which are mutating as we speak, for which there is you know, no shot you can take to defend. So it could be a rough, rough heart of the flu season. We're getting right into it. Yeah, and we don't reach the peak in Florida till February or March, yeah. so we've mm-hmm. only just begun. Mm. There's a new product at Walmart that turns unused opioids into gel. Health officials say 65% of opioid abusers get some of their drugs from the unused stash of family and friends. So now there's a new product called Dispose RX that makes opioids unusable. Mix, uh, you mix your unused opioids with warm water and a packet of Dispose RX, and they turn into a biodegradable gel that you can throw away. Starting today, those picking up a Class 2 opioid prescription at a Walmart pharmacy We'll get a box of Dispose RX for free. That's a great idea. Isn't it? I had not heard about that before. Yeah. Good move, Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. I'm sure we'll find uh, other pharmacies and uh, retailers will be coming out with similar products. Well, with the epidemic we've got with opioids, I mean, absolutely they need to do that. What a story. A huge winter storm system is grounding hundreds of flights across the country. The system is bringing snow and freezing rain from Texas and up the eastern seaboard. More than 1,000 flights were canceled Tuesday, with more expected to be scrapped today in the northeast as that storm moves in. United Airlines has waived fees to change flights from from Boston, New York, Philadelphia, and other airports. In the meantime, much of Florida has a very cold night ahead. It's already cold in the panhandle, and the National Weather Service has issued a hard freeze warning for the Pensacola area this morning, and it remains in effect through tomorrow morning. The Tallahassee and Jacksonville areas will be under a hard freeze watch overnight, while the Tampa Bay and Orlando areas will be under a regular freeze watch. Wind chill values in north and central Florida are forecast to range from 10 to 20 degrees in the panhandle, and from 20 to 30 degrees along the I-4 corridor. But some are saying uh, even here in the metro area, we could be seeing a hard freeze tonight, which is 28 degrees or lower, which means you need to bring in the pets and cover up your tender plants. That would be the coldest morning so far tomorrow morning if that comes true, right? I mean, we were down right at the freezing mark one time, Yeah. and this would be even colder. Quick question for you, Deb. You're already in a heavy coat and a big scarf wrapped around you. 
What are you going to be wearing tomorrow morning? Uh, Mucklucks and probably (laughs) 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 the ski mask, you know. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, the kind that you saw on the frozen tundra, you know, back in the day for the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. kind of the just back from the summit of Everest look. That's what we'll have tomorrow. Absolutely. I'll have hand warmers in each pocket. Absolutely. The family of an FSU student could be a step closer to justice. Tallahassee police announced last night that nine people have been charged in the hazing death of 20-year-old Andrew Coffey. The junior from Broward County was found dead in November at the Pie Cap of Five Friday was pledging. Coffey died of alcohol poisoning after an off-campus party, and four of those facing charges held leadership positions at the frat. The school suspended all Greek life after Coffey's death, and the frat's national office shut down the FSU chapter. And finally, SpaceX is again postponing an engine test for its powerful Falcon Heavy rocket, citing safety and logistical concerns. The rocket is on the launch pad at the Kennedy Space Center, and another attempt could be made Friday. If an eventual test is successful, the rocket could soon be on its way to Mars. The company says the Falcon Heavy boasts 5 million pounds of thrust, thanks to its 27 engines, and is capable of carrying more than 140,000 pounds of cargo. WFLA News Time at 6.07, and as Bud said at the beginning of the newscast, you can read about a new strain of the flu virus that could make the outbreak even worse. You can get the details at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. And alongside the Deb Meister, the Bud Man here, good to be back with you. My wife Linda had some knee surgery yesterday morning, and I definitely wanted to be with her. It all went well, yeah. but that's why I was out for a day, and Yaffe was uh, uh, hosting the show that he's now producing in the control room. So does that mean that we're now officially can call you Nurse Bud? Oh, absolutely. I am like on duty 21 hours a day. I get three hours off to do the show. Wow. She is working me like a dog. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Linda. (laughs) Keep it up, right? Keep it up. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I hope she... She's doing okay. She's going to be fine. Yeah. She's, gonna, she's tough as nails when she has to be. Yeah. yeah. I love her. She's great. Anyway, so Yaffe's producing, and uh, Steph is our screener, the voice you will hear when you join the conversation. And we're starting on the findings of the president's physical and mental examination. And the findings are the absolute worst possible for the legion of Trump haters. And some of you are among us. You know who you are. Are you mourning the good news about President Trump's health? You know you are. We'll give you chapter and verse from the doctor himself in just a moment. Our phone line open now on the president's physical and the findings thereof and the reaction to it, 407-916-5400. Text line open at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. Right now, stay tuned. Seconds from now, your chance to make your wallet great again in our texting contest. Listen for the keyword of the hour, then text that word to 200-200, and yeah, you could win a 1000 bucks. So we'll have the keyword. We'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Boy, I tell you, it was riveting television when Sarah Sanders took to the microphone at the daily press briefing in the White House yesterday before a packed house of reporters and then gave the microphone for the better part of an hour to the president's own physician, Dr. Ronnie Jackson, who was also Trump's, or rather Obama's doctor, 
Okay, so you know the guy's not partisan and nobody has ever accused him of being. He's a Navy guy, an experienced ER doc. He did some of his training in Panama City, Florida. He's worked in the White House all the way back into the administration of Bush 43. He sees the president, spends time with him every day. He was the lead physician on a four-hour examination of President Trump last Friday at Walter Reed, okay, with a dozen physicians in attendance. It turned into the most exhaustive physical exam ever for a president of the United States and also included the first mental exam ever known to have been given to a sitting president. More on that in a moment and more on what the findings were specifically. But here is Dr. Ronnie Jackson, the president's doctor, summarizing the findings of the physical and the president's health. In summary, the president's overall health is excellent. His cardiac performance during his physical exam was very good. He continues to enjoy the significant long-term cardiac and overall health benefits that come from a lifetime of abstinence from tobacco and alcohol. We discuss diet, exercise, and weight loss. He would benefit from a diet that is lower in fat and carbohydrates and from a routine exercise regimen. Well, wait a minute. The president regularly chows down, Doc, on all kinds of McDonald's food, cheeseburgers, etc., wolf's down, diet, Cokes. How can he possibly be so healthy? It's called genetics. I don't know. It's uh, some people have, uh, you know, just great genes. You know, uh, I told the president that if he had a healthier diet over the last uh, 20 years, he might live to be 200 years old. I don't know. Well, all the Trump haters care about if he's going to make it another seven years. And the doctor thinks unless he steps in front of a truck, yeah, he's going to be fine for longer than he can be president by a good measure. Now, this was supposed to be a physical exam that presidents have been given over the years. The question to the doctor, why did you give the president a mental exam, a cognitive test? Listen. The reason that we did the cognitive assessment is plain and simple because the president asked me to do it. He came to me and he said, is there something we can do, a test or some type of screen that we can do uh, to assess my, uh, you know, my cognitive ability? Whoa, 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 wait a minute here, Doc. The Trump haters say the president's out of his mind. He's crazy. He's irrational. Are you saying that he's not nuts? He says what he's got to say, and he, he speaks his mind. And uh, I, I've, I've found no reason whatsoever to think that the president has... Yeah, I, I, fa- I found no reason whatsoever to think that the president has any issues whatsoever with this thought process. Gee whiz, this is a nightmare for the Trump haters. Trump 6'3", weighs 239 pounds, needs to lose 10 to 15 pounds in the next year. His blood pressure, 122 over 74. Wouldn't you love to have numbers like that? I would. And his heart rate resting, 68 beats a minute. His cardiac health, excellent. The doctor says, that isn't me talking, that's objective data. Check it out for yourself. And he made all the info available. The most transparent exam of a president in American history, period, undeniable. And the president said, I want this test because I know I'm of sound mind. Stable genius is how he characterizes himself. And there's no evidence to the contrary now. And he also told Sanders... You let the doc stand up there until there are no more questions from the anti-Trump media. It was high theater. So what do you think about that? And what do the Trump haters do now? 
gee, the, he's nuts argument to get him out. That, that's, that's gone now. That's gone. He's not a racist? We got Democrats coming out of the woodwork to say he's not a racist. Uh-oh, maybe that's not going to destroy him. What is? I'll have some thoughts on that a little later in the show, but let's turn to Trump, the supposed racist, in a moment. Stay tuned on that. 407-916-5400 if you want to weigh in on the findings of the Trump physical and mental examination and my take on it, 407-916-5400. Um, text line 23680, standard message and data rates apply there. Trump's doctor. Boy, that was something yesterday, wasn't it? Ron joining me from Claremont. You were watching, huh? Oh, yes, bud, man. Thanks for taking my call. You know, if I didn't know any better, I could have swore it was a Saturday Night Live sketch because here's a bunch of media who are total hacks asking a rear admiral in the Navy if his exam was correct and bone spurs. Are you kidding me? Oh, and they're saying, you know, and they come around saying, oh, are you hiding anything from us? Is there anything else? Yeah. And I just, they but even, man. CNN even had their medical guy, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, in the press room yesterday trying to pick the admiral apart. Give me a break. I know. And was Sanjay in the room during this examination? No. And you know what? I, I hope, I know. I, I, I just hope to God that they just keep it up, because if they do, he's guaranteed another four years. Guaranteed. Yeah, and it looks like he's, you know, if he wanted to be president for 40 years, he'd survive it. Thank you very much, Ron. He is as healthy as a horse. All right, so he's not nuts. Now what do we do to destroy him? Yes, let's keep on playing the race card. Uh, oh, no, we got Democrats coming out of the woodwork saying he's not a racist. Here on Fox last night with Laura Ingram. Democrat Andrew Stein, former New York City Council president who worked hand-in-hand with Trump when Trump was a businessman emerging in New York City back in the 80s. Listen. This guy doesn't have an ounce of racism in him. He judges people on the merits. You know, the first night he took over Mar-a-Lago, I think it was 85, he said to me, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy that uh, they don't admit blacks in any of the fancy uh, clubs in, uh, in, in Palm Beach. And I'm going to, uh, you know, I th- I'm going to change that. I think he sued the city of Palm Beach because of it. Uh, the, in Haiti, uh, there was a big uh, storm in 1980. Uh, I raised a lot of medical supplies. I was borough president then in Manhattan. And we were going to send them to, uh, to Haiti. But we didn't have a plane. I called Donald Trump. One, two, three. Uh, he gave us a plane to take all the supplies over. Uh, the largest congregation in Queens. Reverend Flake's church. Uh, they needed uh, some money for some of the poor parishioners. I called a lot of our, our liberal friends in Manhattan. They couldn't, they, they couldn't uh, care less. And uh, what happened was I called Donald Trump, and right away he wrote a check. Oh, we can't be having that out there. Democrat Andrew Stein, former New York City Council president, all that chapter and verse on Trump that he knew, not a racist. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Trump hater Jesse Jackson. Uh-oh, Yaffe played this yesterday when he was hosting for me. Let's play it again. This is the 90s. This is Jesse Jackson, black activist on Donald Trump. I do want to express thanks to you, Donald Trump, for being with us tonight. Uh, we need your building skills. Uh, 
your gusto, um, your rent package for people on Wall Street who represent diversity. And uh, we thank you for coming tonight. Let's give Donald Trump a big hand. Jesse Jackson loving on Donald Trump. Guess he couldn't have been a racist, huh? And if he wasn't then, I'm sure he's not now, okay? Prediction. He's not nuts. That's not going to fly anymore, thanks to the doctor in the exam. Not a racist. I mean, too many Democrats saying, come on, give me a break. No, absolutely not. Okay, let's go after Trump the womanizer. Uh, that, that is the next card they're going to play. They're going to play it hard. And it's interesting because this is the 20th anniversary of the Lewinsky scandal breaking during the Clinton administration. Democrats need to watch out on that score. They do. More on that coming up. But Robert's joining me right now. And gang, if you're not taking the flu and the flu season seriously, Listen to what Deb has for us. Doctors, offices, clinics, and hospital emergency rooms are being inundated with flu victims, or at least those experiencing flu symptoms. You would have fever, chills, body aches. It's hard to get up out of bed in the morning, runny nose, headache. So when those symptoms, the fever particularly, and um, some of the body aches and all, as soon as you start to feel that, you really need to go medical attention to get some of those antivirals. Maggie Hall of the Pinellas Health Department says it's really important to get the flu shot, even though the season is half over. She says you don't need 100 percent effectiveness for the vaccine to minimize the impact of the flu if you do get it. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. And having had the flu myself for the first time in decades last year, I can tell you firsthand that antiviral medication Tamiflu yeah. makes all the difference. My son started getting the flu. His wife Set him to get that, and and it and it helped make it not nearly as bad. He believes as it would have been. Exactly. I mean, again, we talked about this yesterday. You yeah. know, you can't. It's a virus, so the worst, the best you can do is just minimize the effects. You but bet. it really does help. Yeah, you and I both got flattened by the flu last yes, year. Yes, we did. And my first time in years. And, and like a lot of people, you tend to think of the flu as just a really bad cold. <laughs> and then you get the flu and you realize it's a completely different beast. Sure is. A really sad local story. A boy's fascination with animals may have led to his sudden death. Riker Roke's family yesterday discussed the six-year-old boy's death this weekend from rabies. His dad had brought home a sick bat from a Mount Dora hotel where he works, and Riker got a little too close to it. At the time, his parents tell the Orlando Sentinel they thought it was just a scratch, and by the time they realized Riker had rabies, it was too late to save him. Floridians who like to rent out their homes over the Internet are asking the state legislature to get uh, local government off their backs. Lisa Robertson of Destin says the money she and her husband make renting out their home on Airbnb helped them cope with a medical emergency. We needed the additional income to pay normal living expenses after my husband became disabled for two years due to a heart condition that required open heart surgery. So the additional rental income was a godsend. Robertson says some local governments try to use zoning rules to shut down the home sharing industry. She's asking Florida lawmakers to establish one set of rules for the industry that would override the local regulations. Yeah, local government bought out. I've crusaded for that. It was great hearing that sound cut. And uh, meanwhile, Airbnb is launching an ad campaign promoting travel to the countries allegedly denigrated by President Trump last week. The San Francisco-based short-term rental platform says it'll spend at least $100,000 on digital ads that'll encourage people to visit Haiti, El Salvador, and African nations. Airbnb has also been sending out several tweets in recent days with photos of vacation destinations in Haiti, Ghana, Kenya, Senegal, and Morocco. 
In a statement to Fortune magazine, Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky says the effort is part of its, quote, mission to create a world where anyone can belong anywhere, end quote. And you can get these stories and more at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. And we're going to bring her in here on a Wednesday morning, live from the New York City Bloomberg Newsroom. Good Wednesday morning to you, Gina. Good morning, bud. Hey, I saw the Dow crash through the 26,000 mark yesterday, fell back a little. Let's talk about what's going on with the markets and those futures you've been checking for us this morning. Okay, well, the futures, once again, as they did yesterday, indicating a higher open today. But as you pointed out, uh, the rally yesterday lost a bit of steam The S&P 500, in fact, saw its worst reversal in two years. The index closed at 27.76, down about 10 points or four-tenths percent after it rose earlier in the day as much as eight-tenths and topped 2,800 for the very first time. The Dow ended little change to lower, down about 10 and closing at 25,793 after, as you mentioned, rose above 26,000 for the first time ever. We saw the Nasdaq slipping about 37 points or one-half of one percent to 72.24. We have some big banks reporting earnings today, so investors will definitely watch for that. You have more for us than something Deb mentioned when we came on the air at 6 o'clock with the news about what Walmart is doing to help curb opioid abuse. Let's, um, Let's talk about that. Yes, Walmart will offer its pharmacy customers a way to safely dispose of unused or unwanted pills. A product called Dispose RX creates a safe, biodegradable, disposable gel when mixed with warm water. People with refillable opioid prescriptions will get a free packet every six months. Customers can request a free one at any time, however. The Dispose RX product has been in use for about six months in hospitals and other locations, according to the North Carolina company's co-founder and CEO. By the way, CVS and Walgreens currently offer medication disposal kiosks at locations. Walmart does not provide that service. Very interesting update from the Bloomberg perspective, and we appreciate it. Such an important story. You know, in states like Florida, where the opioid epidemic just continues Mm -hmm. to run wild. The National Football League regular season is over, but Thursday night football's in the news. What's going on? But people familiar with the matter say 21st Century Fox is pursuing the rights to Thursday night football, which could lift viewership of its struggling broadcast network and also signal Fox's path forward after a planned sale of some of its assets to Disney. Disney has also made a bid that could put Thursday night football games on ABC. The NFL is expected to make a decision on the winning bidder the week before or after the Super Bowl, February 4th. And before you go, big news in the candy business. Nestle is getting out. No more Nestle's Can you crunch. believe it? <laughs> no, I cannot. What's the story, Gina? Well, they're selling the candy business to Ferrero for $2.8 billion. The deal is expected to close around the end of this year's first quarter. Ferrero is the maker of Nutella. Uh, it takes over iconic chocolate brands such as Butterfinger and Crunch Bars and really don't think those are going to be going away. The brand is still popular. It's just that Nestle is looking at other things to do when it comes to businesses. It hinted that it might be selling its U.S. business with an eye on higher growth areas, such as Nestle's pet care, coffee, and infant nutrition categories. It's amazing what a conglomerate Nestle's become. I saw a statistic yesterday, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, Nestle's getting out of the candy business? That's going to be the end of the company. And it said they, that's only 3% 
of their business in the United States. They're so big and so diverse now. Amazing. They certainly are. Yeah. Great talking with you, as always, and getting the update on the on the business world from Gina Cervetti with the Bloomberg Business Report live from New York City. We'll look forward to tomorrow morning. Have a good day, Gina. Thanks, bud. You too. All right. Good deal. We're working on it. I'll tell you what. Show is uh, off and running. We are on fire here on the 50,000-watt front porch, and we've just begun to dig in. Stay tuned for an update on the negative nature of media coverage in Trump's first year. We've got it all nailed down, and it is worse than I thought and probably worse than you thought as well. Stay tuned. We'll continue with that and a whole lot more, along, of course, with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in only two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. First year of the Trump presidency, an exhaustive study by Media Research Center concludes that 90% of the television news coverage of this president has been negative. The latest example of this was yesterday when the president's doctor gave this glowing report on his physical and mental exam. Really healthy, not crazy. And it was like, whoa, wait a minute. In the White House press room, most of the people there loathe this president. It's on display every single day. And they just couldn't stop just being incredulous and, and, and going to the doctor, wait a minute, how can you, are you sure? No, that can't be. Let's listen. Can you assess the president's mental fitness for office? We're going to do a cognitive exam. I had no intention of doing one. The president did exceedingly well on it. So uh, that was not driven at all by any clinical concerns I have. It was driven by the president's wishes. An incident recently where the president appeared to slur his words while giving an address. Um, did you look into what the cause of that might have been? We evaluated him, we checked uh, We checked everything out, and every everything was normal. That suggested that could be related to dentures. Does the president wear dentures? The president has no partial or dentures of any kind. Do you believe he is fit for duty? Absolutely, he's fit for duty. I think he will remain fit for duty for the remainder of this term and even for the remainder of another term. Can you talk a bit about him as a patient? Just like every other president I've taken care of on occasion, I have to get the first lady involved. Can you explain to me how a guy who eats McDonald's and fried <laughs> chicks and all those Diet Cokes and who never exercises is in as good a shape as you say he's in? It's called genetics. I don't know. It's uh, some people have, uh, you know, just great genes. You know, uh, I told the president that if he had a healthier diet over the last uh, 20 years, he might live to be 200 years old. I don't know. All the doctors and clinicians all across the country who have said that in this president, they see symptoms of this, that, and the other. Symptoms in what way? Well, symptoms of dementia. People shouldn't be making those kinds of assessments about the president unless they've had the opportunity to get to know him and examine him. And, you know, in my opinion, that's just tabloid psychiatry. It was awesome. He stuffed it right back in their face, the president's doctor yesterday, and more on that in the 7 o'clock hour. But the Media Research Center has analyzed every moment of coverage of President Trump last year in ABC, CBS, and NBC on their evening newscast. This is not even considering the anti-Trump cable outlets like CNN and MSNBC. Um, and the major findings I will have for you in just a second. You don't want to miss this. Good Wednesday morning. Great to be back with you. Thanks to Yaffe for hosting yesterday while I was with my wife, Linda. She underwent some very successful knee surgery. Can't wait to get home to see her. But we got lots to talk about between now and 9 o'clock. The findings of this exhaustive study of press coverage of Trump in his first year as our chief executive. Media Research Center analyzed every minute of coverage of the president last year in ABC, CBS, and NBC, their evening newscast seen by 
more than 25 million people each night. The major findings, the Trump presidency, the biggest story of the year, accounting for one out of every three minutes of evening news airtime, nearly 100 hours in total. Well, it's really nice to have the president covered like that, you know. That's really true. Well, not so much. The tone of the coverage has been incessantly hostile, the study finds, especially for a new president in what would traditionally be a honeymoon first year. It's 90% negative coverage versus just 10% positive. 43% of evening news coverage of the president focused on controversies, not policies, with the Russia investigation alone accounting for 20% of all Trump coverage. Despite their massive coverage of Russia, the networks had almost no airtime for questions about how the investigation began or whether special counsel Robert Mueller's current investigation is biased. Reviewing all of the coverage, the Media Research Center analysts cataloged nearly 6,000 statements about the president or his administration from other, either reporters, anchors, or nonpartisan sources like experts or voters. Only about 10% of those comments were positive compared with 90% that were negative and on paralleled level of media hostility for any president in his first year. The evening newscasts, the study showed, have provided extremely heavy coverage of some stories like Russia, the travel ban, a whole bunch of personal controversies surrounding the president, and where they evidently believe that heavy criticism is justified while they barely mention other topics where the administration has a positive story to tell. And while the media subjected Clinton-era independent counsel Ken Starr to harsh scrutiny, and I remember it well, any doubts raised about Mueller and his team have been given little airtime on the networks. The three evening newscasts spent a combined 11 minutes, less than 1% of their Russia coverage, by the way, on the biased anti-Trump text messages exchanged between an FBI agent and an FBI lawyer, both of whom had worked on the investigation. Criticism that the Mueller team had improperly obtained emails written by Trump officials during the transition period was barely given five minutes of air time. Media Research Center concludes with its study and its analysis that many in the media, including the broadcast networks, have chosen to morph into anti-Trump activists. As a result, they provide massive attention to stories they think make him look bad, give little airtime to more positive aspects of his administration, and punish him with massively negative spin. The polls suggest anti-Trump Democrats love that kind of news. Pro-Trump Republicans hate it, while the national media are cementing their reputation as biased partisans. Their hostility against the White House is now so obvious that nobody could possibly take them seriously if they ever again claim to be fair and nonpartisan professionals. It's amazing, Yaffe, that despite this constant drumbeat and this beatdown of this president on all things, that his numbers hold up as well as they do. You know, and he's just a point or two or three behind where Obama was after one year of his presidency, and the media just fawned all over Obama. Yeah, it's interesting to actually hear the specifics that you laid out there, but I think any casual observer can realize that the bias is there. It oh, doesn't yeah. even take looking into those numbers. Just watch the news. Watch CNN. Yeah. It's it's incredibly obvious. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I gravitate toward hard facts and evidence, oh, yeah. and, and this is an exhaustive study of all of this coverage, okay? A big, a big, it's not just so it isn't just that kind of that kind of hazy perception that I have. 
am I right or am I just, you know, I'm on the Trump train, so do I have my antenna up and am I seeing and hearing too much that isn't really there? And this confirms the bias in the media, the 90% negative coverage. It's actually worse than we thought. Worse. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Wednesday at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning there's a record number of Florida flu cases and reclaiming lost pets after Hurricane Irma. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And we'll focus on the Trump haters' nightmare. Turns out he's super healthy and not nuts. Next on Good Morning Orlando. Happy Hump Day. It's 703 on News Radio 1025. And this year's flu season is unlike one doctors have seen in a while all over the Sunshine State. Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare Dr. Joseph Maziota believes this is the worst flu season in the last 10 years. He says flu season started earlier than usual this time around, and the flu vaccine might not be helping much. He tells the Tallahassee Democrat he's seeing some strains of flu that aren't covered by this year's vaccine. A doctor with CentraCare said the staff treated a never-before-seen number of patients here in the Orlando area. Doctors treated 874 people just last week, compared with 587 patients the week before. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. And it's not too late to get your flu shot. I mean, no, that's your not. best shot here at avoiding the flu, even though, as, as we now know, you know, it's not the kind of universal protection that sometimes we get. And, you know, it, kudos to doctors for trying to play, you know, prognosticators coming up with uh, next year's flu vaccine. They have to come up with it this year to cover next year's flu vaccine by taking data from around the world and trying to figure out which strain is going to be predominant. Yes. So it's not like they can whip this vaccine up at the, you know, at, at the minute because, yeah. you know, to respond to the strains that are out there right now. Yeah, great point you make. And what's making matters even worse is the flu season is having an effect on patients and supplies needed to treat them. Medical mm -hmm. officials say hospital workers are scrambling for badly needed IV bags from factories in Puerto Rico that are still trying to catch up after hurricanes Irma and Maria battered the island. Those plants provide much of the U.S. supply of fluid-filled bags used to deliver sterile solutions to sick patients. Hospital officials and pharmacists are devising alternate plans, including uh, delivering Gatorade through a stomach feeding tube to a lot of patients who can't get their hands on an IV bag. Doctors and nurses are coming up with, again, new procedures and options to secure fluids from secondary suppliers. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration thinks shortages of supplies will begin to ease over the next few weeks, but it also acknowledges the situation at plants in Puerto Rico remains fragile. It's not every day a Florida politician shares the microphone with a dog. Representative Janet Cruz was joined by a pound puppy named Wingnut, who whined in the background as she talked about what happens to pets during evacuations. And when families are bracing for a hurricane, preparing their property, and they're stocking up on supplies, the last thing that they want to do is worry about the prospect of losing a little pet like Wingnut. <laughs> he was sweet in the background, wasn't he? It's great. Yeah. Cruz is one of the sponsors of a bill that requires animal shelters to adopt procedures that help return lost dogs or cats to their owners after a natural disaster. It also extends the deadline 
for euthanizing animals so people have more time to track down their missing pets. I think that little dog attracted some votes and some support. too, absolutely. (laughs) Meanwhile, Hurricane Irma-related costs are adding up. Figures show state agencies have spent more than $680 million. County government costs total more than $1 billion, and federal agencies have paid out even more than that. It's expected FEMA will eventually cover much of the costs, which include payments for the initially recovery, debris removal, temporary housing, food assistance, and more. But the costs are continuing to grow, which shows why the storm is being considered one of the most damaging in Florida history. And finally, a trip that started with good intentions is remembered now more of a mess. That's how Lakeland City Manager Tony Delgado describes Lakeland Electric's recent trip to Puerto Rico. The 20-man crew was there for three weeks to restore power, but problems with transportation and communication limited them to less than three days of work. Lakeland Electric GM Joel Ivey told the Ledger this week they really wanted to help the citizens of Puerto Rico, but he grossly underestimated how ill-prepared the island's utility was. Because the island's infrastructure was in horrendous shape, before the storms right. hit. And that's what's made it seem like nobody's really trying to help because it is a monumental task, the likes of which we've not seen here stateside with a storm like oh, that. Oh, yeah. We, we wouldn't tolerate that. WFLA News Time at 7.07. Read about a sinkhole leading to the discovery of a secret room underneath a garage. Whoa. Yeah, they're not sure what the purpose is. They're just hoping it's nothing sinister. You can get the details for yourself at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Great to be back with you here. Thanks to Yaffe for hosting while I was away yesterday for a day. Deborah Roberts, the Bud Man here. Yaffe's producing and. Uh, Stephanie is our screener at 407-916-5400. She'll take your calls, and um, if you want to talk things over, just tell her what you have in mind for the Bud Man. Text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Uh, we're diving in on this incredible um, exam of the president by his own doctor yesterday, and the report that doctor provided um, on the mental as well as physical health of President Donald Trump. It's coming right up. You don't want to miss it. In the meantime, how'd you like to win a thousand smackers? You can do it. Our Make Your Wallet Great Again contest continues. Listen right now for the key word of the hour coming up here in just a minute or so. Then text the word to 200-200. You can win $1,000. We'll update, of course, Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes. So lots going on, and we wouldn't want you to miss a moment. Stay tuned here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Well, now, now what are the Trump haters going to have to shift to? More and more Democrats are coming out and saying, there's no way, based on my experience with him over the years, that Donald Trump is a racist. Doggone, we thought we could get him out with that. Oh, what about his health? You know, he looks like he's a little perky. People are saying he's stressed out. He's losing it. He can't put sentences together anymore. He's irrational. He's crazy. Maybe there's a way under the 25th Amendment we can get him out there. Well, that one's gone now in the wake of yesterday's compelling report in the White House briefing briefing room by President Trump's personal physician, who was also Obama's personal physician when he was president, Dr. Ronnie Jackson. And now, He had done the exam with a dozen dozen other physicians in attendance last Friday at Walter Reed, okay? And uh, the president also got a mental examination to 
check on his cognitive abilities. I mean, is he is he losing it? Listen to the findings. The summary from Dr. Jackson on the health of President Trump. In summary, the president's overall health is excellent. His cardiac performance during his physical exam was very good. He continues to enjoy the significant long-term cardiac and overall health benefits that come from a lifetime of abstinence from tobacco and alcohol. We discuss diet, exercise, and weight loss. He would benefit from a diet that is lower in fat and carbohydrates and from a routine exercise regimen. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. The reporters wanted to know. The anti-Trump reporters in the Washington media. Come on. The president reportedly chows down all the time on McDonald's cheeseburger. He's wolfing down Diet Cokes. I mean, how can he be so healthy, Doc? It's called genetics. I don't know. It's uh, some people have, uh, you know, just great genes. You know, uh, I told the president that if he had a healthier diet over the last uh, 20 years, he might live to be 200 years old. I don't know. Well, now, this is supposed to be a physical exam, so why, Doc, did you give the president a mental exam, a cognitive test? The reason that we did the cognitive assessment is plain and simple because the president asked me to do it. He came to me and he said, is there something we can do, a test or some type of screen that we can do uh, to assess my, uh, you know, my cognitive ability? Oh, ho, 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 Doc, hang on just a second. Hold the phone here. All the Trump haters say the president's out of his mind. He's nuts. He's crazy. He's irrational. He's not mentally fit for the job. Are you saying that he's not nuts? He says what he's got to say, and he he speaks his mind. And uh, I've I've found no reason whatsoever to think that the president has... Yeah, I've I've found no reason whatsoever to think that the president has any issues whatsoever with this thought process. Wow, there you go. The president's personal doctor. Now, he was given the cognitive test the Montreal Cognitive Assessment, which screens, among other things, for Alzheimer's and dementia and other illnesses as well. He aced it. 30 right answers for 30 questions. So I guess he's got a sound mind and body, even though he you know, he needs to lose 10 or 15 pounds. And uh, other than that, the president seems to be in absolutely incredible shape. Really a lifetime of clean living. No smoking, no drugs, no alcohol. Okay? And great, great genes. Um, so now what? Now you tell me, what's the where, where are the Trump haters going to go with this? It increasingly looks like you got Democrats saying, there's no way this guy's a, this guy's a racist. I've worked with him over the years, so that doesn't work. Um, now he's healthy, and he's the stable genius that he claims to be. Now what are they going to do? I'll tell you what I think they're going to do, and we'll talk about it here in just a moment. I know exactly where the Trump haters are going and the anti-Trump media machine. I know exactly where they are going. So we'll have that. And um, Well, the president's doctor pretty much debunked this narrative by anti-Trump forces that the president is losing it, that he is mentally unfit for the job, that he can barely put a sentence together. Remember we were hearing that from Fire and Fury author Michael Wolff? Listen to him, then listen to the counter by the president's doctor, Dr. Ronnie Jackson, yesterday. Quote Steve Bannon, 
he's lost it. The guy is can't go put one coherent sentence after another. He's off. He can't stay on subject. Do you he think can't stay on point. And then you come back to the to the same off point thing he said five minutes ago. He's now saying again. He's very sharp, and uh, you know he's he's very articulate when he speaks to me. And uh, you know I, I've never known him to repeat himself. Uh, you know around me, I found no reason whatsoever to think that the president has any issues whatsoever with this thought process. Well, I don't know what the uh, the anti-Trump media is going to do now. Yes, I do. I absolutely know. Now, now he's uh, healthy. He's not crazy, not mentally incompetent, aced the cognitive test. More Democrats are saying he's not a racist, and they have chapter and verse on their experience with Trump in that regard. I think the next thing they're going to try to do to take him down involves the women. The allegations over the years, there's going to be more emphasis on that of womanizing by Donald Trump. That's already started a little bit in the past couple oh, yeah. weeks, oh, but yeah. I agree. I think it, that's going to be the next big thing they're going to push. Democrats better be careful with this. Today is the 20th anniversary of the Clinton administration's Lewinsky yep. standard uh, scandal that 20 years ago today, okay, it made Drudge what Drudge is today because they really, they really broke and led that story. Um you know, you had this going on in the Oval Office and, and, and all over the place with Clinton before and while he was president of the United States. And past other Democrat presidents, too. Not JFK is the worst yeah. of them all. Marilyn Monroe, everybody. Yeah. You know, the guy, the guy was, uh, was, a, was a notorious womanizer. And back then, the press knew it, but they covered for presidents back then. Now they try to destroy presidents. But the Democrats had better watch it. So one thing about the president, they're going to try to improve his diet a little bit, lose 10, 15 pounds or so, okay? Um, but he doesn't like to exercise. And he, he has said before that he thinks we all have kind of a battery with a set amount of power in it. And if I exercise too much for too long at this stage of my life, my battery's going to run out sooner. I'm not going to live as long. That's what the president thinks. I don't know if that's sound medical thinking or not. But it's but interesting. I, I've not heard a doctor, you know, give you say I. that to me before. Neither <laughs> Very have I. interesting. But you know what? Winston Churchill, and if you haven't seen Darkest Hour and the portrayal of him by Gary Oldman, it's an incredible movie. It's out there right now. He authored a great, great quote to people who would criticize him because he was rotund, smoking cigars, and, uh, and you know, and drinking like a fish and, uh, and leading the world, basically, at least the, uh, the allies in Europe during World War II. Uh, and, and they said, you've got to get out and you've got to exercise. And some, someone was chewing on him and he said this, and this is an ab- actual quote by Winston Churchill. I get my exercise going to the funerals of my friends who exercise. <laughs> and that was the end of that, Yaffe. That was the end of that. My co-host and partner, Deborah Roberts, alongside me right now to get us up to date. Deb, as you've been telling us all morning, the flu season situation is getting serious here, but not just here, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, exactly. But this year's deadly flu season continues to claim lives across the country, and it has also set records here in central Florida uh, seven children lost their lives to the flu just last week. A doctor with CentraCare said the staff in Orlando treated a never-before-seen number of patients. Doctors treated 874 people just last week, 
compared with 587 patients the week before. Flu activity is on the rise throughout the United States and in Florida, and health officials say that uh, though the flu vaccine is not 100% effective, it's still the best prevention method. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The overwhelming attendance of male mentors at a Texas middle school is leaving some families speechless. Oh, really? Yes. School administrators at Billy Earl Dade Middle School in South Dallas feared that the majority of its students who don't have male figures in their lives wouldn't attend its first Breakfast with Dads event that they held recently. So in a Facebook plea, Pastor Donald Parrish Jr. asked for 50 male volunteers to please step in. Oh, boy. To stand in, essentially. Exactly. Well, he quickly had hundreds of hopeful mentors. Oh, marvelous. On the morning of the breakfast, his prayer for 50 became 600 men from all walks of life. Oh, my. 600 men. The men and kids warmly bonded over how to tie a tie exercise. Something boys learn from their dads. They do. I remember it well. Mothers and students were moved to tears after seeing the love their community poured into them. Terrific story. Isn't you that a love great that. story? Oh, yeah. Yeah. One expectant mother spent so much time in Taco Bell thanks to her pregnancy cravings that she knew exactly where she would shoot her maternity photos. <laughs> Kristen Johnson, who lives outside of Atlanta, Georgia, posed at sunset in front of her local Taco Bell in a bright red floor-length gown and, of course, a string of pearls. <laughs> she is a Southern girl. Oh, well, yeah. The now mother of two said she was inspired to have her maternity shoot there after looking up ideas on Pinterest where she spotted an elderly couple who shot their senior portraits at the Taco Bell. Johnston, who welcomed the baby Theodore Johnston, featured in the photo shoot last week, said she's thrilled with how the photos turned out. They are beautiful. She noted that even her husband was amused by the photo shoot and can't wait to get a, a picture in a frame to put on his desk. Sounds, doesn't it, like it would be about the least romantic setting you could <laughs> yes. find for a photograph. <laughs> I know. And yet they turn out really nice. I'll be darned. She's a beautiful expectant mother. And finally... An ad for a baby crib in a Swedish magazine will give you a discount on the crib if you urinate on the advertisement and you happen to be pregnant. What? Yeah. The IKEA ad in Amelia magazine works like a pregnancy test. Oh, I see what you're yes. talking about. If the person okay. urinating on the ad is pregnant, it will reveal a special discounted price. <laughs> if you're not pregnant, there's no deal. Fortunately, pregnant women do not have to bring their damp magazine ad to okay, the IKEA was, that's store. That's what I was going to ask. Thank that's you very would, much. That's what that's I've been wondering gross. about. Yeah, Ugh. I mean, do you, is it at the register you reveal your discounted <laughs> price? Where exactly is this supposed to happen? IKEA says the discount is redeemed by joining the store's membership club. All right. So there you have it. So we're not going to have women rolling into IKEAs with... <laughs> You know, damp magazines with, with, with soggy magazine uh, pages. Or, my, they're still going to be the one who does it. Oh, yeah. Or telling <laughs> the clerk, hang on just a second. Let me see what my discount's going to be. Uh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> you're, you're just painting nasty word pictures. You need to stop doing that. <laughs> but you're coming back, aren't you? Yes, I am with the serious <laughs> stuff at eight o'clock. Good, Deb. We'll look forward to it. Deborah <laughs> Roberts with news as nobody else brings it. And she brings it on the half hour, on the hour, and whenever it breaks. You know, I, I think human nature being what it is, if truth be told, every time we hear about somebody hitting the big-time lottery and becoming just filthy rich, yeah, we're just a little bit jealous. We're not too happy because it's not us, right? 
but I think you're going to feel pretty good about the latest lottery gazillionaire here in Florida. A guy by the name of Shane Missler lives in Port Ritchie, which is 40 miles or so north of Tampa. He's 20 years old. He won the $450 million jackpot some days ago, the fourth largest in Mega Millions history. Shane Missler, okay? He's going to take a lump sum. It's just over $280 million. He's 20 years old. What's he going to do? Just blow it? What kind of a guy is this? Well, I went to a number of websites. Heavy.com had some great research on him. And I decided I just wanted to dig a little bit behind the surface. Because when I saw pictures of him, he looked clean cut. He looked like a fun-loving guy. Just a great young man. And it seems he's that and, and, and then some. Um, people from across the country are flooding his Facebook page, leaving well wishes for the most part. Uh, he's posted so much in, prior to this amazing win about persevering and not giving up in his life. He's really been kind of a, a Facebook open book, if you will, okay? He won his Mega Millions with a quick pick ticket that he bought with scratch-off winnings. He, um, he's taken the lump sum, $281 million. So anyway, let's get to the story of, of who this guy is. When he won, he just posted on Facebook, oh my God. Um, if you look at his Facebook, though, and you go back, it's a trip down a road of serious positivity and encouragement. He shares, Shane Missler does, happy videos and notes about pushing forward no matter what obstacle is being faced. I mean, he's 20 years old. He's not only about himself. He's about inspiring others. He says, I'm grateful to live a life where anything is possible. He's proud of his dad, who's a veteran, and he posted this on Facebook in honor of his dad on Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day, and thank you for your service, Dad. I'm grateful to have a father who has instilled in me some values he accumulated while serving our amazing country. It may be hard to say sometimes with all that goes on in America on a day-to-day -day basis, but this country is truly amazing. Thank you for all who have served and are currently serving. I don't care if you are a janitor in the armed forces or bleeding on the front lines. Grateful for each and every one of you who works toward the collective goal to protect and serve this country. In a statement after winning the Mega Millions, 20-year-old Shane Missler wrote, This Florida kid from Port Ritchie, I'm only 20, but I hope to use it, the money, to pursue a variety of passions, help my family, and do some good for humanity. I intend to take care of my family, have some fun along the way, and cement a path for financial success so that I can leave a legacy far into the future. Yaffe also happens to be a New Orleans, or make, make that a New England Patriots fan like the Budman here, although a far more wealthy one, but that's another oh, reason to like this that's why. Kid. That's the only reason you're doing you, this, You're sir. very cynical. You were telling me all fair <laughs> that you smell a rat, that I'm doing this hoping that he'll listen yeah, he's and in remember Florida. the Bud Man when he's just spreading around the yeah, cash. Yeah, trying right? to get a new best friend, no, I see. Oh, come on now. <laughs> you no, know, it's a, it was a great story, actually. It really is a great story. And you know what's interesting? Some time ago on Facebook, and I saw this posted, he happened to be posing out in front of a store way before he won. Do you know what the name of the store was? Filthy Rich. <laughs> Do you even believe that? <laughs> Premonition there. Oh, boy. The Lord has blessed him and then some. But I think that uh, I think this is just the kind of person. We want young people like that. But, you know, if somebody's going to win it, I can't imagine a better story than what we know now of Shane Missler. Now, you feel a little less jealous than you did? 
Just a little, maybe? <laughs> Come on, I hope so. Good Wednesday morning to you. Great to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. One more hour to go. I knew when we had the president's doctor reporting on his physical and uh, and his and his physical health and his mental health as well that we had to get our go-to guy for uh, all things health and medical, Dr. Kronhaus, on here for a special appearance with his take on it, my heart doctor at Lake Cardiology, and he will be on here in less than 15 minutes. So you don't want to miss his take on all of this uh, with the president's exam. So stay tuned on that. If you'd like to win $1,000, that'll certainly improve your health or your outlook on life, right? Stay tuned for our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. It is coming up early in our 8 o'clock hour right after Deb brings us the news. Listen for the keyword of the hour, then you text that word right away to 200-200. You could win $1,000. Speaking of Deborah Roberts, she's going to give us an update on the serious situation with the flu here and elsewhere. Now a record number of Central Florida flu cases reported. And the casino boat fire off around Tampa Bay? Turns out it was not the first. Details coming up, and good morning to you at 7.58 now. Good morning, Orlando. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning, and we are glad you're with us here at 8 o'clock for our Orlando update on the news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning a record number of Central Florida flu cases, and the casino boat fire wasn't the first. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And a special segment coming right up with Dr. Ken Kronhaus analyzing President Trump's health. It's next on Good Morning Orlando. Happy Hump Day. It's 802 on News Radio 1025. The CDC says it appears a lot more people are coming down with the flu this season. The flu has killed 20 infants and hundreds of adults, but the CDC says it's too early to tell if this season is worse than usual. The health agency says the virus that's circulating is one that's caused more illnesses and put the biggest number of people in the hospital over the past 10 to 15 years, influenza A. Locally, Centricare reports uh, weekly cases of the flu hit a record last week, going from just under 600 cases at Christmas time to up to 874 people last week alone. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Island Breeze casino owner Mark Falcone tells News Channel 8 he commands, uh, commends rather his boat captain for saving lives as the casino vessel went up in flames with 50 people on board. He was actually uh, going through up and down the boat, making sure everyone got off the vessel. And at the last minute, went up to see if there was anybody else remaining. And uh, there wasn't. And that's when I guess the, the second floor probably started collapsing. He'd done anything different. I think we probably would have lost lives right then and there. Passengers had to jump off the boat to avoid the flames. One of them, 42-year-old Carrie Dempsey of Lutz, fell ill the next day and died at the hospital. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. Another passenger on the boat that caught fire off Port Ritchie credits the captain as well with saving lives. When the fire started on the island Shady Sunday, Captain Michael Batten steered the boat into shallow water as close to land as he could get. Odessa's Robert Handus says that made it much easier for him and the other passengers to jump to safety. Handus tells the Tampa Bay Times if the water was just two feet deeper, 20 people may have died. Meanwhile, the fatal fire aboard that casino boat shuttle off Florida's Gulf Coast on Sunday isn't the first one for the company involved. 
The Tampa Bay Times reports that federal records show that a boat operated by the company now called Tropical Breeze Casino Cruise caught fire in 2004 and an investigation uncovered several safety issues. A company spokeswoman said the two incidents, quote, are not relevant to each other, end quote, and called the previous fire a dead issue. She said Tropical Breeze Casino Cruise plans to open again for business this weekend. A prosecutor who's already feuded with the governor now has another lawmaker coming after her. Altamont Springs State Representative Bob Cortez announced yesterday he's asked Governor Rick Scott to remove Aramis Ayala from office. Cortez says the Orange Osceola state attorney is derelict in her duty because she's unlikely to carry out a death sentence. Ayala once refused to push for the death penalty, but the governor and state Supreme Court said she couldn't do that, and her office has since recommended the death penalty in two pending cases. And finally, world leaders in government, business, and academia overwhelmingly see a rising risk of war. The survey of nearly 1,000 leaders is out today, less than a week before many of those leaders will gather in Davos, Switzerland, for the annual World Economic Forum. The Global Risks Report shows 79% of those surveyed see a higher risk of military conflict. The report is critical of President Trump's decision to pull out of the Paris Climate Accord and the Trans-Pacific Partnership Trade Agreement. Trump is scheduled to speak in Davos next week. WFLA News Time, it's 8.06. Read about a new strain of the flu virus that could make the outbreak worse at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 1025, this is Good Morning Orlando. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome, bud man. Deborah Roberts with our news top of the bottom of the hour. My co-host and partner here, the best in the business. And Yaffe, speaking of the best of the business, our executive producer right through the glass in the control room and alongside him screening your calls, newest member of the team here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Good morning, Orlando. Our fine screener, Stephanie, 407-916-5400. Text line open at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. They say it's a good idea to get a second opinion uh, in the medical field, right? We're about to do that here in the wake of the findings by the president's personal doctor, of the state of his physical and mental health. And here is the president's doctor yesterday. In summary, the president's overall health is excellent. His cardiac performance during his physical exam was very good. He continues to enjoy the significant long-term cardiac and overall health benefits that come from a lifetime of abstinence from tobacco and alcohol. We discussed diet, exercise, and weight loss. He would benefit from a diet that is lower in fat and carbohydrates and from a routine exercise regimen. All right, now the second opinion comes in with our go-to guy for all matters health and medical. My Dr. Ken Kronhaus brings you the weekly house call Thursday mornings in our 8 o'clock hour. He'll be away tomorrow, but he's making a special appearance here because he's been looking over the report on the president's exhaustive physical and, and mental exam as well at the president's request, and we'll get his perspectives as well. The best cardiologist in my book, that you will ever find. My doctor, Ken Kronhaus from Lake Cardiology, on the health of the president coming up. We'll have that right after we try to make your wallet a little healthier than it's been. Our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest rolls on. Listen now for the key word of the hour, then text that word to 200-200. You can win a 1000 bucks. All of this and an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes right here for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. As we've been telling you all morning, the president's personal physician gave President Trump a glowing report 
in the wake of his physical last Friday. He's basically in great shape physically and mentally as well. But let's get a second opinion as we bring in our own medical expert, Dr. Ken Kronhaus from Lake Cardiology. Doc, good morning to you. Thanks for coming by. Great to see you. Great to be with you, bud. So you've been following this. You watched the report come down. You've been analyzing it. What are your thoughts? I think uh, he's in pretty good health. Physically, he, uh, like most Americans, needs to lose some weight. He's six feet three inches, 239 pounds, and they're going to put him on a low-fat, low-carbohydrate diet, get him uh, to lose 10 to 15 pounds in a year. His blood pressure is 122 over 74, pulse is 68. The rest of his vital signs look very good. What was of concern, he had a four-hour physical exam by 12 consultants, which, you know, all of us who go through our annual physical exam know that that's a lot more thorough than any of us get. And apparently by a nonpartisan physician who has treated uh, presidents from both parties, he did extremely well. And Trump asked. It wasn't mandatory. The nonpartisan White House physician didn't even think it was necessary to assess his uh, ability to think and remember whether there was any evidence of any early dementia, but apparently President Trump asked for it, got this test called the Montreal Cognitive Assessment, which is a screening test for early dementia, and he did he got an A+. Plus. He got 30 out of 30 right. This is a test where you have to remember a list of words, identify animals, you have to sketch a copy of a cube, you have to remember a short list of words and then say them forward and backwards, and you have to then remember the list of words five minutes later. And he apparently he got a 30 out of 30 and was fine, and there was no uh, evidence that he has any problems thinking or remembering or any evidence that there's any Alzheimer's, any early dementia, did quite well on this uh, mental status test. For a 71-year-old man with arguably one of the most stressful jobs in the world, this is one heck of a glowing report, isn't it, Doc? It is. It's amazing. He is on no medication for blood pressure. His blood pressure is 122 over 74. That is amazing. He's just on cholesterol medicine, an aspirin, and he's on Propecia, which is to help him prevent male pattern baldness yeah, and he, a multivitamin. He's on the same thing you've got me on, uh, which, is, which, is, which is Crestor, which is a statin drug, right? That's the one you always recommend. Exactly, except I don't have you on anything to prevent male pattern baldness. <laughs> I'm going to be the only guy in the nursing home with great hair. That's my long-term goal, Doc, okay? Guaranteed. <laughs> um, okay, now the press continued to challenge, particularly the results of the cognitive test. A lot of skeptics in that room at the White House uh, yesterday, Doc. Well, they're not being objective. And uh, if, it was, if anyone else's name was on the results of that test, they wouldn't be asking these questions. But... Again, you have to remember, Dr. Ronnie Jackson, he's a nonpartisan physician. He's treated both President Obama and President Trump. And this was Dr. Jackson's uh, test, and this was uh, his own opinion that, he did, that the president did fine. And again, he had a perfect score on this test. So I, I think that the people who were questioning it were being less than objective. Really great getting your take on it. The classic second opinion from my doctor, Ken Kronhaus, our go-to guy in all things health and medical. Thank you for coming on for a special segment this morning, Doc. We always appreciate hearing from you. Be well, bud. Have a great day. What's your reaction to Dr. Kronhaus' take on the president's doctor's glowing report on the physical and the mental state of President Donald 
Trump. What are the Trump haters going to do now? He's not nuts. And it looks like he's good for the long haul, too, physically. 407-916-5400. It's their worst nightmare, isn't it? The Trump haters. Yeah, if you check that text line, uh, one of our texters got an interesting thought in the wake of the president acing that physical. Yes, and I like this idea as well. He said, how about every congressman taking that test? Trot them over to Walter Reed one mm-hmm. after another. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they're cognitive. And give cognitive. them a mental exam, too. <laughs> and put it out there the way they put this out there for the president. The most exhaustive exam and the most transparent report on the health of a U.S. president ever. Period. That's what we had yesterday. Mike, good morning from St. Cloud. You're on with the Bud Man. Thanks for waiting. Hi again, Bud. I just had a great time yesterday watching the the presser. Uh, The Donald Trump rules were in effect. You know, Donald Trump will always win and the media will lie about it. And I just got a great kick out of how the doctor had to say President Trump is genetically superior to all of you. And I told him he would live to 200 years of age. He said if he had started on a healthy diet earlier, he might make it to 200. But he's certainly good for a couple of terms. Genetically superior. That was like in your face. It was in your face. Thank you for that. Carlo, good morning from Orlando. What are your thoughts this morning, Carlo? Uh, My thoughts were, bud, that... The liberal news watching him yesterday was going after him mentally instead of his physical health because he's upsetting Washington and he's tearing them apart. And when they said that news yesterday that he was in such physical health and mental health was an excellent state, I thought it was just terrific, and it shut them up. They can't say nothing now. Now, you got me thinking about something, Carlo, and I thank you for the call about how the media was just like, wait a minute, what? Don't, no, no, he can't be. He can't be of sound mind as well in great physical shape. And they kept on peppering the doctor, who had been Obama's doctor too, so you know he's nonpartisan, and it wouldn't stop. Listen to this. Can you assess the president's mental fitness for office? We're going to do a cognitive exam. I had no intention of doing one. The president did exceedingly well on it. So uh, that was not driven at all by any clinical concerns I have. It was driven by the president's wishes. An incident recently where the president appeared to slur his words while giving an address. Um, did you look into what the cause of that might have been? We evaluated him. We checked uh, We checked everything out. And every everything was normal. I suggested that could be related to dentures. Does the president wear dentures? The president has no partial or dentures of any kind. Do you believe he is fit for duty? Absolutely, he's fit for duty. I think he will remain fit for duty for the remainder of this term and even for the remainder of another term. Can you talk a bit about him as a patient? Just like every other president I've taken care of on occasion, I have to get the first lady involved. Can you explain to me how a guy who eats McDonald's and <laughs> fried chicks and all those Diet Cokes and who never exercises is in as good a shape as you say he's in? It's called genetics. I don't know. It's uh, some people have, uh, you know, just great genes. You know, uh, I told the president that if he had a healthier diet over the last uh, 20 years, he might live to be 200 years old. I don't know. All the doctors and clinicians all across the country who have said that in this president, they see symptoms of this, that, and the other. Symptoms in what way? Well, symptoms of dementia. People shouldn't be making those kinds of assessments about the president unless they've had the opportunity to get to know him and examine him. And, you know, in my opinion, that's just tabloid psychiatry. That doctor was absolutely 
awesome yesterday. By the way, remember that, Yaffe, when we had the famous uh, slur and we were trying to figure out what it was, United States? Yep. He said in more detail that he, he had given the president some Sudafed, okay, uh, to kind of dry up some drainers that he had. You know, we all get that periodically, oh, allergies or whatever else. Yeah, and he says he dried them out too much. And, oh, and, and, and that's, that's what that was. There's nothing else to it. Yeah, he said he doesn't have dentures or anything, so. No, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Mark's got something for us. Good morning and welcome aboard. You're on with the Bud Man from Orlando. Mark, what do you got? Uh, Bud, got a funny Facebook post. What do you got? Admiral Jackson says to Trump, you need to lose 10, 15 pounds in a year. Trump says, I'll do it in half the time with better food and under budget. <laughs> like he does on his building projects. Thank you for that, Mark. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Deborah Roberts joining us now for the bottom of the hour news update. She's been talking all morning about how quickly the flu situation is getting worse, not only here, but from sea to shining sea, as we now know, Deb. Yeah, absolutely. But in fact, every state in the continental United States is seeing widespread flu activity the first time that's happened. That's according to the CDC. And here in Florida, those cases are skyrocketing as well. A doctor with Centricare said the staff treated a never-before-seen number of patients in the Orlando area, nearly 1,000 people last week alone. The H3N2 influenza A strain is currently the most common strain this flu season. And when that happens, it tends to create a more severe flu season, again, according to the CDC. The strain tends to also be tougher on children and those 65 and older, leading to more hospitalizations. While flu season is peaking right now, it'll take several weeks to slow down. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Seven kids last week alone died because of the flu. Oh, man. And and to see what's all of a sudden just exploding here in Central yeah. Florida. And and as well, you know, there was a, a case out in California in the Bay Area of a 40-year-old marathon runner, mother of three, got the flu and had died within 48 hours. A 39-year-old father in North Carolina is fighting for his life 15 hours after contracting the flu. Mm. Healthy, otherwise, yeah. normal adults. Yeah, being normally struck you in. consider that the greatest risk is for very young and very old, but this is such a powerful flu. The ones that are that are developing here, I mean, anybody who gets it, yeah, is 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 in some danger. Needs to take it seriously. And You're that mother, of, that mother of three, the marathon runner, had received her flu shot this season. Mm-hmm. The Tamiflu thing, if you're beginning to get symptoms, it helped our son uh, to not have it as badly as he might have. He could have been really flattened with it. It was bad, but not as bad. Uh, that That is helpful, that antiviral, Yes, right? it is, because uh, you know, I didn't uh, follow through with the flu shot. I ended up getting the flu last season, and it lessened it a lot. Tamiflu was a godsend yep. during the flu season last year. A British man's search for the perfect smile ends with laughter and a lighter wallet. Mm-hmm. Ben Watson bought a pair of teeth from an online firm for nearly $50. Watson even sent a mold of his real teeth. But what he got back was an expensive set of comedy gnashers. Watson says they were advertised as the perfect smile, but the Mirror reports the Halifax West Yorkshire man is sharing his dental disaster with the world. An uploaded clip shows Watson struggling to keep his new teeth in place. They don't even fit in his mouth. Are these the ones that, when you say the comedy ones, are the ones you wind up and they chatter across the floor? To no, table? and normally like the, the comedy gnashers are the ones that, you know, you, you can wear almost like a set of dentures and they look like you have a set of jacked up teeth. No, these were supposed to be pearly white okay. veneers. Okay. They just don't fit his mouth. The uh, He's even become a town celebrity and is stopped by people wanting to take a picture of him with his new teeth. <laughs> 
Everybody gets their 15 minutes. There you go. Back here stateside, police in the Virginia suburbs of the nation's capital say two would-be carjackers fled from their intended victims when the mother-daughter duo showed them that crime and cocoa don't mix. Police in Prince William County, Virginia, say a 50-year-old woman exited a 7-Eleven on Saturday night with some items that she'd purchased when two men, one of whom had a handgun, approached and demanded her car. Police say the woman struck one man with her handbag before her 22-year-old daughter threw hot chocolate toward both men who then fled on foot. No one was hurt and no property was taken except for the young men's pride. And what is it that doesn't mix? Cocoa and crime. (laughs) As we now know, and so do they. And finally, hump day is here, and with it comes National Bootleggers Day. It's meant in part to commemorate the birthday of noted bootlegger Al Capone. Yeah, during Prohibition. Yeah, the uh, the term, rather, bootlegger came into prominence in 1920 when Congress passed the 18th Amendment, prohibiting the manufacture, transportation, and sale of alcohol. Today is also, perhaps ironically, National Hot Buttered Rum Day. Oh, Enjoy. yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Absolutely. And with that cold front coming in tonight and the potential mm-hmm. for a freeze across much of central Florida, some hot buttered rum sounds mighty good. Sounds good when you bring us the news, no matter what you're talking about. Deb Meister, thank you so much. Anytime, bud. My co-host and partner, Deborah Roberts, here on the 50,000-watt front porch on Good Morning Orlando. From the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We got our contestants for sound judgment on the 50,000-watt front porch. We're getting a busy signal. Wait for a wrong answer. You can still win and get in by calling quickly, 407-916-5400. Let's talk more about that fantastic prize we've got for our winner today, Steph. Yes, bud. So today we have a fantastic pair of tickets to Monster Jam on Saturday, January twentieth, two 2018 at Camping World Stadium. Monster Jam is fun for the whole family and features some of the most recognizable trucks in the world, including Grave Digger, Max D, Monster Mutt, and more. Tickets start at $15. Visit 1025WFLA.com, keyword events, for more info. You're going on us to Monster Jam, and you'll be a hero to your kids. It is great, clean family fun. So here we go with the game. This morning, we've been talking a lot about the results of President Trump's physical, as reported by the doctor who examined the president. So happens the doctor has the same last name as a U.S. president, Trump has often said he admires. Want you to listen to a little of the doctor? Then use your sound judgment to give me his last name. In summary, the president's overall health is excellent. His cardiac performance during his physical exam was very good. He continues to enjoy the significant long-term cardiac and overall health benefits that come from a lifetime of abstinence from tobacco and alcohol. We discuss diet, exercise, and weight loss. He would benefit from a diet that is lower in fat and carbohydrates and from a routine exercise regimen. All right, let's just for fun go in reverse order on the phones right now. All I need is the last name of the doctor you just heard. He is the president's doctor. Line four, go ahead. Oh, is it um, Jackson? Yes. Oh. Yeah, absolutely right. And, of course, the president that Trump repeatedly says he admires was? Oh, my goodness. Um, You don't have to know that. You've already won the game. But, of course, it's Andrew Jackson, our seventh president. Anyway, you're going to Monster Jam on us. What do you think of that? That's awesome, man. I have a little four-year-old boy. I think he'll he'll love it. That's a grand slam homer for you, Dad. It's going to be great, great fun. And, And he will... 
He'll, he'll, that's something I know he'll long remember. So, Dad, give me your first name and tell me where you're calling in from this morning, if you will. Yeah, my name's Dustin, and I'm calling from Titusville. Fantastic. And D-U-S-T-I-N, is that right? That's correct. I'm going to write you a note of congratulations to accompany the uh, Monster Jam Prize. You and Stephanie can work that out off air. Okay, my friend? Excellent. Thanks, bud. Hey, nice to have you with us on Good Morning Orlando. Thanks for listening from the coast. We really appreciate it, Dustin. My pleasure. Good deal. And he's on hold, and he's going to Monster Jam. Good stuff there. So let's see. More and more Democrats are saying, uh, come on, I've worked with President Trump over the years. This guy's not a racist. Uh Uh-oh. What do the Trump haters do there? That's not going to destroy him. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. What about his health? He eats all those cheeseburgers, and uh, everybody says he's nuts. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The president's doctor gave him aces on his exhaustive physical, so that's not going to work. Where do you think the Trump haters will now put their focus aimed at destroying this president. Where will they go next? What do you think? 407-916-5400. I'll tell you where they're going, but I want to know whether you agree with me or have your own take on it. Text line always open, never busy, 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. The Trump haters, the worst news they possibly could have gotten. We got a healthy president who is mentally sound aced the cognitive test that he asked his doctor to give him to discredit his legion of critics who say he's unfit mentally for the job. More Democrats, as we reported on earlier, continue to say those who've worked with Trump over the years, there's not a racist bone in this man's body. The Trump haters, where do they go? On this, the 20th anniversary of the Lewinsky scandal exploding during the Bill Clinton presidency, that he was, in fact, having sexual relations with that intern right off the Oval Office, for God's sake. They're going to go after the women who are out there who allege sexual misconduct by Donald Trump over the years. That's the next place they're going to go, Yaffe. I predict it. Watch for it. We're already seeing some of that percolating up. Well, yeah, exactly right. It's already kind of started. But right now they're still focusing on the racism thing, like you said. But I agree. That'll be the next step. I think it will be. Uh, D, you're on the line with the Budman. Good morning to you from Winter Garden, D. Thanks for calling. Hi, Mr. Bud. Uh, I've spoken with you before, so... Hi, how are you? Um, I have a whole lot of respect for your show, and I think you're amazing. Thank you. That being said... Uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> that being said, um, Mr. Trump... Um, I, by the way, I am a nurse. Um, I know hey. I'm, I'm from East Europe originally. I'm an, an immigrant, you know, one of those people that he hates. No, 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 only- no, no. He does not hate immigrants. That, that is a complete mischaracterization with all due respect. His wife's an immigrant. His wife's an immigrant. He has a problem with illegal immigrants who broke into our country. But go ahead. It says on the screen, and you talk with Stephanie before you talk to me, that you don't think the president's thinking right. His doctor would tell you otherwise based on having personally examined him. How do you disagree with that as a nurse? I disagree with that based on factual things. First off, um, okay, Uh, my ex-boyfriend was five five foot 
nine inches, five nine. Okay, he weighed two hundred and and fifty pounds. He was very athletic, and he and this 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 guy mm. is 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 basically what is six inches. Four, I, I have no idea what that would have to do with him thinking right, D, and I'm flat out of time for the call. Thank you. Lewis, good morning from Cape Canaveral. Quickly, please. Uh, yes, I would love to see that, that test, uh, that, that, that medical test, especially the psychological test given to uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Yes, yes, if Hillary woman... needs it and every member of Congress needs it. Yeah, yeah, that, that woman and probably half the members of Congress need to be uh, in a padded cell. I mean, screaming Hillary, can you imagine her getting that, uh, that test, that psychotic freak? Hey, keep up the good work. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Lewis. I appreciate it. Okay. I think we better wrap it here. Um, Yaffe, for folks who are just catching up with us and didn't catch all three hours of a fantastic show, they can go to the website. Yeah, go to our website, 1025WFLA.com. Go to the Good Morning Orlando page. I always post a recap of the show that has links and videos and stuff and the podcast as well. So you'll definitely want to check that out. Absolutely right. Indeed, you do. We're already firing up for the Thursday edition here of Good Morning Orlando. My take and yours on the hottest topics out there, local, national, you name it. As we greet you every morning from 6 to 9 from the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. For Deb, for Yaffe, for Steph, the Bud Man here, thanks for being with us. Have a great day. God bless you and God bless America.